Hey guys, it's Mike. This one's a little different. Uh, we have Lyle Barnett. He came on a little bit late. So before that, I had some buddies on and that has been cut and moved to the end of this live stream um, or podcast is what you're listening to. Obviously, this is part of our 12 pods of Christmas. So we're going hard and heavy every day. Hope you guys enjoy the Lyle Barnett story. It's freaking amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's get to it. Y'all, I'm going to bring in the, the man of the hour. Uh, has just jumped in the backstage, so I'm gonna bring him on. Let all you guys say hi, and then I'm kicking your asses out. <laughs> all right, Mr. Lyle Barnett, how are you, sir? Seven minutes late ain't bad. That ain't bad. <laughs> listen, listen, I've been I'm a lot later. You. Ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, man, we appreciate it, dude. Look at all that stuff in the back, man. Your, oh, yeah, your office is banging, there. dude. It's not bad. I'm in my garage actually. I just set this up to do the podcast stuff every week so nice yeah because you're on monday nights and then uh, monday nights tuesday nights wednesday nights sunday (laughs) afternoon (laughs) (laughs) always stay pretty busy with it but it's it's good though it's pretty that's awesome all right guys y'all say hi to lyle barnett and uh tell him how awesome he is and then get your asses out of here (laughs) what's up man how's it going guys what's up (laughs) just trying to make it man just trying to make it bob it no problem we uh we, we filled in for a little while. It was, it was not as good as it would have been, but, you know. <laughs> well, I appreciate you helping me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fig- I figured with the time we had, I was like, man, we're going live anyways. I'm going to drink some beer. We're going to have some fun. Oh, so. man, good idea. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what kind of – I didn't know if this was like a Southern Baptist-type podcast. Uh, no, or no, what, no, what no. I needed to work with, so I got a beer cooler right here. Just one second. <laughs> Sweet. All right, y'all. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. I'm taking y'all out. Hi, brother. See ya. Appreciate it, y'all. Sir, how are you today? I'm good, man. Good. Uh, We'll start it with one of these little. Oh man, that sounds mm. good. No, Yingling has not uh, sealed any kind of sponsorship deal with me yet. Um, I actually have some new stuff in the works. We can't really disclose yet, but it is. uh, It's drinkable. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it. (laughs) That is that is good news, man. I I know you tagged them in a ton of stuff. You've got a big wide panel on the side of that car that uh that would that their name would fit great on. Oh yeah, I've sent them. Look, I've had renderings made. Like I've done the whole. They so I can't say they've done nothing. They sent me ten cases of beer, I think, for my wedding back in June. (laughs) Nice. So I mean, and you know, much appreciated, right? You know, but I've I'm still hammering about hammering them about a sponsorship. So we'll see what happens. That's cool, man. Well, I, I definitely want to say thanks for coming on first. Uh, you know, I know you are a busy guy. I've been watching for several <laughs> weeks, you know, and a couple of years for sure on right. uh, on all that stuff. So, dude, if you want to, man, we'll jump in it. Um, yep. Kind of the first thing is let you introduce yourself, obviously, yep. and then kind of tell everybody where they can find you. I do like that you're, uh, uh, you've committed back to some YouTube videos. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those of you that don't know, and my name's in the screen, obviously, I'm Lyle Barnett, uh, originally from a very small town called Robbins, North Carolina. Um, if you look at North Carolina on the map and find the geographical center, my house is pretty much there. Um, I grew up in a small town, a 1A high school, played sports, was always interested in racing at some level, um, but just didn't really know which direction I wanted to go. Uh, I toyed around with some motocross stuff on four wheelers, just didn't really have the kahunas, I guess you would say, to jump that thing <laughs> on the triple. You know, like, I had a buddy that was really, really good, and we would go practice or whatever, and he would jump like 
over my head, you know, and I'm like, right. Not for me. That's not what I'm so going to do. I actually had interest first and because of the same friend, I had interest first in round track racing. Um, mm -hmm. He had a late model truck, which he was super successful in thought. That's what I wanted to do. Um, we were actually in the process of purchasing one. And my dad comes from the drag racing world. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a, a bracket racer until I was born. Uh, and I was like one Thursday or something after football practice. And we were supposed <laughs> to go buy the late model that weekend. And he's like, Hey, uh, what do you think about drag racing? You know? And at the time I was like 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. Um, I just never, I didn't really care, you know, if it was loud, made more horsepower than my daily driver and we got to go race, you know, <laughs> then that was cool. So instead of going and buying a late model stock truck, we went instead to Tommy Kirk's house, uh, owner of MacFab Beadlocks, um, and bought a 7.0 index fourth generation Camaro with like a 468 inch big block in it. Yes. Um, and MacFab, some people don't know, MacFab before it was a beadlock company was just the name of our race team. Like it stands for machining oh, wow. and fabrication. And we just needed, we just wanted something. There was like four of us that ran and we just yeah. wanted something to call ourselves, right? Something to put on a t shirt. And that's how that started complete tangent there but um i bracket raced for like a couple years um x275 was in its conception right like oh, they wow. were running like 530s and so we bought a third gen camaro a complete mullet machine um put a took the we bought like a 565 inch big block uh converted it to a nitrous friendly andy bill um if you followed outlaw pro mod racing back in the day, mm -hmm. Andy bill built my nitrous engines and we went X two seventy five racing. By the time we finished the car the class was running like low five twenties, high five teens. And we were always like a 10th behind. I mean, we didn't, dude, when I say we didn't know shit, we didn't know shit. Like we could burn a nitrous engine up with the best of them. We were lifting <laughs> ring lands it, there, if I made it two or three rounds, there was zero doubt that when we pulled in the box for the semi or the final, that thing was going to be huffing out of one side, like nice. absolutely a hundred percent burning hole, you know? So, uh, but we learned a lot. We had fun. Um, things kind of picked up for us. We met at the time, Stevie fast Jackson, when he was in the orange car, the early days of the first orange car, he convinced us to switch everything to pro charger uh, dad and I switched our car. Tommy Kirk built the, the blue goose, which I drove for years. Um, and, uh, so we put everything small block pro charger. We go back X racing. We're still a 10th behind. We were running four nineties. They were running four eighties. We went four eighties. They went four seventies. Um, there for a little bit, we were running kind of with them. They were in the bottom sixties and we were in the high sixties. Um, and at that time we had decided that X was just, not for us it well let me backtrack around home a competitive x275 car could run in the local small tire radial mm -hmm. no time shootout deals well as things progressed and technology took over our local small tire stuff which till still to this day but at that time had the names of like david pearson and little evil ziff hudson was around barry mitchell was around um i mean big you know fast yep. small tire guys so you couldn't compete with a local with an x275 car anymore so we decided we wanted to be able to run local and also go to at the time kind of your only choice 
then was Donald's races twice a year at South Georgia. So Pro 275 today, which was like outlaw drag radio then, I guess, was a thing. And we decided we're going to go twin turbo small block racing so that we can do both. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, the Corvette uh, that I campaigned in uh, in Radio Versus the World and then ultimately had my fire in, which is right there. Um, <laughs> it was it came up for sale. Uh, the whole operation, literally everything to go Radio Versus the World racing. And at that moment, we went that direction in like, I don't know, mid 2014, probably. Yeah. And uh, like completely scrapped my fourth gen um tommy kirk uh in the meantime sold the blue goose to mark dykeman in boston and radio versus the world was all i had you know and then obviously everybody knows the old crispy corvette uh yeah gave me gave me a pretty good ride there in september (laughs) of 15 um so i don't know how far we want to go before we talk about other stuff but that kind of catches you up to where my drag racing career started almost ended um and then was kind of the platform that i used to get to where i am today but it, that's kind I, of I mean, beginning. well, and so what's, I, I mean, dude, I'll just tell you what's crazy to me is to get back in a car. You know I mean? That's, that's yeah. big, big balls. You carry them. We, we know that. Um, I think that probably let's, let's kind of work that into the, the charity you're supporting. I know in November, I know you probably support them all the time, but yep. you know, we've got, we've got a good listenership right now. If you want to tell people, about that and then yep. uh you, you can tell that story if you want to we can move on i really don't mind talking about it like yeah so obviously for those of you listening who maybe don't know i was i had a really bad firing crash um actually the helmet uh, you can't really see it uh right there is the helmet i was wearing the visor's all messed up anyway yeah um but i had a really bad uh fire which resulted in a bad crash in september of 2015 at lights out or no mercy six i think um your typical twin turbo hemi which pretty much is the only option in well a hemi at least in high horsepower boosted forms of pro mod or radio versus the world if you don't have a hemi you're behind um but at the time there were still some big block chevrolets and 481x's like there was still a pretty diverse group one of cars they weren't all pro mods and then engine combinations like it was it was a really cool time for radio versus the world and really was the peak i think of when it started becoming not cool anymore um (laughs) but anyway so uh i guess long story short um twin turbo alcohol deal 16 injectors so two per cylinder number eight which sitting in the driver's seat opposite side of the engine from me uh number eight dropped an injector but only one so one kept firing it went lean torched out of the back of the head between the head and the block uh bad enough but it cut an oil passage through there so Mm -hmm. 100 pounds oil pressure roughly uh 100 ish pounds of fuel pressure because guess what it also cut the fuel rail that sagged behind the intake oh dang uh 60 pounds of boost seven thousand seventy five hundred eight thousand rpm (laughs) you know like just a combination there's a ton of ton of yeah. oils and uh yeah fluids moving around so in that car uh the firewall was not tied into the mid plate which by the way if you're racing anything anything at all really but especially something boosted high horsepower and your engine sits out from the firewall and there's well hopefully the firewall is complete because the firewall is just that right it's a barrier yeah. it should be yeah. a barrier between you and the engine compartment yeah. well mine had a firewall but it was cut out where the transmission bolted to the back of the block 
mm-hmm. and there was just Zeus in carbon enclosure there. Well, right. um, I don't know if any of you have ever tried, but if you take a torch and hold it to a piece of carbon fiber, it doesn't last very long, by mm-hmm. the way. It turns it into carpet pretty much or just the, it melts the resin <laughs> right. and that shit. So it filled the entire inside of the car with fire. Um, I was running. I went through the traps at like 175, and I was on fire already. Mm, so damn. we're bound to, you know, like I'm out of control at this point. I've let go yeah. of the wheel. I'm swatting flames because face shield was up. Problem number one. Yeah. Um, had on number five, dash five gloves. Problem number two. And you can't really tell, but skin grafts, you know, face, hands, feet. Burnt my lungs up, no fresh air. Um, had on five shoes. Had on a 15 suit, thank God, um, which is hanging on the wall up here. But um, I did – I just wasn't – I was about 75% prepared for that fire, right? Damn. And you need to be 100, not 95. You need to be 100% prepared yeah. for a fire like that if you're going to come, you know, which I was just – I was super fortunate, blessed. The good Lord was yeah. watching me. Um to make it through, you know, it was touch and go for a minute. Uh, he's not going to make it, you know, and a near death experience is not something I want any of you, especially listeners yeah, uh, to experience if it, if you can help it. Right. But, um, so I spent two and a half months, roughly two months at the JMS burn center at the doctor's hospital in Augusta. Um, one of the best burn centers in the country, if not the mm-hmm. best patch me back together, a really good job, great people, uh, owe them my life. So in response to the care that I got there, um, I started a fundraiser for the kids that will spend their Christmas holiday in the burn center. Um, not something awesome. you really think about until, you know, you've either experienced it or maybe somebody like myself has told you about it. Yeah. But there are kids that this is burn season right now. Like, And for any of you listening mm-hmm. that are going to have bonfires, no gasoline. Please, like diesel fuel, kerosene, just the way that the cavemen did it, you know, (laughs) anything but just not gasoline, not 87, not 89, not 93, like nothing gasoline. Diesel fuel, cool. Lighter fluid, great. Kerosene, even better. But no gas. Like right now, 70% of the victims that come into the burn center are bonfire and gas can or gasoline related. Um, But anyway. So the kids that are going to spend their Christmas holiday there more than likely are not from Augusta, right? Like that burn center is one of the best in the country. So more than likely, if you're in there for severe burn, you are probably airlifted there like I was. So in, in turn, your family more than likely has to relocate, right? Because if you're there, you're going to be there for a while. You know, if they admit you into the intensive care unit at that burn center, you're there for a minute. So, These families, you know, at least one parent probably quitting their job, right? Uh, But, you know, Uncle Sam um, and the rest of your bill collect, they don't care, (laughs) right? They're they're going to send that that phone bill on the Mm -hmm. 2nd of next month. Your power bill's coming the 4th or whatever day, you know. They don't care. So um, this year in particular, usually I just supply toys, right? Like this garage I'm sitting in has been full of toys that's just to give the kids that are going to spend their Christmas holiday there because more than likely the families can't afford to buy the kids Christmas. Right. Well, this year they had a, an abundance of toys donated. So, uh, my fundraiser 
simply well it it went towards some of the kids because they did this huge shopping deal at walmart oh that's cool uh a lot of what i raised went to the family so that they could just continue to live right that's great their car payments and feed themselves pay for the hotels that they're having to get while they're staying in augusta at the burn center like there's it's a huge financial burden right i was very fortunate that you know my dad has had a started a very successful business back in the late 90s and was able to live in our motor home in the parking lot at the hospital. Um, you know, my mom was there when 90% of the time she had to go back and forth for some things, but I was very fortunate mm-hmm. to have a family that, that was not, I guess, per se, financially burdened by what yeah. happened to me, you know, had good health insurance. Um, I mean, you're talking millions of dollars in hospital bills. Oh, so, yeah, I can't know, imagine 20, what it costs for a day just yeah, to even be there a day. You know? Well, I can tell you, like, my life flight was $46,000, you know, so, and I didn't fly that far, you know, like, I, they yeah. flew me from, you know, Uganda or something, like, I flew from yeah. Valdosta, you know, <laughs> yeah. to Augusta, was, the same. It was Georgia, yeah, it was right. Georgia to Georgia, right. not like, you know, Seattle to Georgia. You know, so, so concentrated care, like, your nurse to patient ratio there is usually one-to-one. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous, man, but. You know, I I would have we would have paid double, right? Because they yeah. literally saved my life down there. But yeah, man. So the fundraiser that I do every year, it either pays the family so that they can just continue to pay their bills and continue yeah. to feed the kids and themselves and pay for hospital or hotel, you know, bill. I mean, it's yeah. just you, you really think about it and think about just in a in a frantic picking up and moving somewhere like today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, because like, like I mean, that's the reality. Right. One parent is either in the helicopter or plane. Mm-hmm. The other parent is going home to get stuff ready. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the way that works. Yeah, Man, you know, and, wild. Like, and most of the time you wouldn't think to even grab your toothbrush or yeah. underwear. Like you're probably going to go to Augusta and go to Walmart and buy yeah. everything you need. Right. You know, and yeah. yeah. And you're, so you're anyway, going to spend 300 immediately. And correct. then you're like, dang, I got to pay you right. know, the it's $100 bill. a day for this hotel room, you know, yep. or whatever. So it, yeah. The expense adds up, and Sherry Videto, uh, who ha- handles kind of, uh, uh, I guess, not public relations, but if that that mm-hmm. position for the hospital, called me and said, "Hey, what do you think about just giving these families, you know, five hundred or thousand dollar gift cards or whatever, just so they have money to spend?" And I was like, "Perfect," you know. So. Um, I had a $20,000 goal this year and we were, I haven't added it up to the dollar, but we were north of 18 grand. Um, oh, come on. That's that, awesome. That we raised this year. And, um, and I'm going to donate throughout the year because, you know, okay. I, I do that every year around Christmas, but fact of the matter is yeah, that these people never stop getting burnt. Right. You know, like yeah. there's going to be people that get burnt in May, you know? Yeah. And that's right. so, I usually save, uh, you know, roughly half of it or something like that. And then mm-hmm. in May or June, Sherry will call me back and say, Hey, we've got, you know, another so many kids and families, you know, this is how much I need. And I'm just yep. like, yep, here it That's is. That's great. You know? So we had 23 kids uh, in the intensive care unit this Christmas. Wow. And between myself and the others who provided the toys um, we sponsored and funded all 23 kids and their families. So and that's great. if any of you on here donated, thank you so much. Um, and it's still like, it. it's kind of ongoing. I hate to just keep 
I don't want people to feel like I just keep asking, you know, even though it's going to a good cause, um, I don't want people to think I just keep asking for money. Right. But it is ongoing. Like you can, if at any time you think, Hey, you know what? I want to donate. Um, and I can, we can do this as a tax write off. Like I have, uh, a nonprofit deal, the mm-hmm. burn and reconstruction centers of America nonprofit that I work with. Um, so we can go that route. Like there is endless opportunities if you, yeah. um, have the means to do so. So if you do, you can get up with Mike or myself through, private messenger or whatever and yep. i can either help you directly or steer you in the right direction but that's awesome a, man it's a feel-good deal man that's it's pretty pitiful you know to to see those kids down there like that and and like i said <clears throat> if they're at that burn center like they got burnt man you know like yeah. they they got messed up pretty good and i've met you know i met a lot of good families when i was in the burn center kids from the age of five um, there were people in there way older than me. You know, there's all walks of life. You just never know what's going to what's going to walk through those doors, you know, and the same thing for those those nurses and doctors. They don't ever know. Yeah. You know, they never know what's going to come through those doors. Um, and it, it's just cool to be able to help those all of those folks out, both the hospital staff and the families mm-hmm. and kids that spend a lot of time there. Dude, that's that's so great. And what's crazy is like that's just normal life to them. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, okay, this is what we're going to do for the next. I mean, you know, just how long was your recovery? I mean, a year. A year. Um, so, years. I mean, you stayed there for a several weeks, I would think. And then, yeah. you know, you're going to keep revisiting that place. I would imagine. Yeah. So severe burn. I don't care what anybody tells you, or if you've been severely burnt and had full thickness skin grafts, it is a year long recovery period like yeah and that's if and that's if you do it right you know like i was i got all these compression garments i wore this face mask i was in um uh outpatient rehab um for like eight months um twice a week at least you know like it's it's a long process um and they they map it out for you like they could not spell it out any better like you need to i mean i was stretching every day yeah. Um, you know, I mean, inevitably you stretch and split the grass. Like it's like it's tough, but um it's a year long recovery. I had five or six these laser treatments that help to soften and kind of smooth the edges of the grafts, you know, yeah. like and this lasted for a year. I mean, I in total I'd been I've been under like thirty some times or something like that. <laughs> had twenty some surgeries, you know, to but it's it's a long it's a long process. So with that being said, you don't. When I was discharged, like really my recovery had ju- or and had just begun, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was back there weekly yep. for the first month, uh, biweekly for the next few months, once a month for a couple months after that, um, you know, and then obviously I, at some point I had my final checkup there which was really just a, you know, to make sure that everything looked good and they've reconstructed my eyelids. Right. You know, it, it just kind of melted my eyelids together. So they've taken skin off my neck. Um, they cut my eyelids in half and then add skin in between because I didn't have functional eyelids. Right now amidst that year long recovery, my eyes were sewn 80% shut for a year. Right. I saw out of a hole about as big as my pupil, Um, and there's some pictures, if you go on my social media, which I guess I didn't plug that earlier, you can (laughs) on Instagram, it's just Lyle Barnett on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's just Lyle Barnett. 
Um, and there's some pictures. I think I have a burn album on my Facebook somewhere where you can kind of see progress, you know, over the months there of that, yeah. of that year that I'm referring to. But at some point they cut my eyes open and then, then the reconstruction process of my eyelids started. Right. Yeah. And I've had two surgeries on, on both eyes and then a third on my, which one's this? That's my right. On my right eye. So, um, like, it's just, you know, and, and all this being said, we've talked about this for 15 or 20 minutes now. <laughs> all of this could have been prevented had I put my face shield down. You know, like, mm. we wouldn't be talking about reconstruction of my face, right? Like, we would be talking about how I made it through this awful fire and all it burnt was my hands or whatever, you know. But yep. So, it's all, we can kind of backtrack to if you're a drag racer and you're out there and you watch Street Outlaws, don't do what those idiots do. Right. You know, like, and I've, man, I've beat dead horse after dead horse trying to get those guys on the street outlaws to take safety more serious. Right. Yeah. Cause they're like, people don't believe it, you know, but those are high three second players Yeah. when the race gets into the later rounds, like for real, you know, they're running yeah. high Moving three out. second, 200 miles an hour. Like they're pro mods, you know, yeah. for the most part. And these, I mean, I, I see it all the time. Chuck Sightsinger, no gloves, you know, and just a, helmet with maybe no shield or shield up and no neck collar. Like it's just unbelievable. Like, Come on, right? man. You know, and yeah. I've talked to them, you know, and people are like, oh, you just got to stay on them. I'm like, man, they're grown men, man. I, I can, yeah. I've told them a couple times, but unfortunately at this point in the game, it's going to take one of them getting seriously hurt and God forbid yeah. or worse yeah. for things to come to light. You know, it's so any of you out there that are racing, you know, Take it serious, man. Like it's, yeah, it's another, yeah, it's expensive. The, but drag racing as a whole is expensive. Don't spend another thousand to get another 10 horsepower. Spend another thousand to save yourself <laughs> another 10 seconds in that thing if it's on fire, right? Like it's simple. One plus one is two, not three. You know? <laughs> That's right. Um, um, Tom Stark said that uh, he popped in a while ago. They raced the 55 wagon on a bunch of drag and drive stuff. He said Lyle's a badass dude, and they just put a fire suppression system in that car. Yep. And there's all yep. kinds of cool fire, like Fire Aid. Um, if you are in the market for a fire suppression system, Mags Fabworks, um, Jason Digby, who you know I drive the tooth jerker for, which is right, mm -hmm. oh, right there. <laughs> I know it's backward. Yep. <laughs> right there, there it is. Yeah. Um, they are a big dealer for those. I can help you out. Um, I've got a local guy that does some fire aid stuff in Mooresville. Like, there's all kinds, and it's affordable, right? Like a thousand dollars, you can get a badass fire suppression system for anything. And that's you know? crazy. And, and it, it, it's funny because you know we do a ton of drag and drive, ton of cruise type events and things like that. And I always carry a fire extinguisher because there's been so many times where you've come up and like some dude shit is on fire and yep. you. Like they're just standing there watching it burn, you know, like on videos. I've never walked up on somebody's car on fire to be able to put it out with my little fire extinguisher I carry in the truck. But like, right. like just have one, man. Just mm -hmm. have it. Yeah. And like Fire Aid makes these, uh, these little, um, aerosol can looking deals, you know, and like we stick them on the, on the side by side or whatever when we're at the racetrack, mm -hmm. you know, they make these little holders. You can put them around your pit area. Yeah. Um, Nobody's safer, uh, fire. Nobody's more fire safe than me at the racetrack. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Sometimes I may carry one around in my back pocket. You know, you don't ever know. <laughs> Man, he's like, listen, there's some yeah. shit break down. I got it. Got it. I'm ready. It's, there's so many good companies out there making stuff mm -hmm. at all price levels. 
Um, you know, there's just no excuse uh, today for somebody to be driving something 7.0 index, Pro Tree Eliminator, whatever you're running. There's yeah. no sense. And like I've seen 6.0 index cars get in trouble. My dad pulled a guy out of a 6.0 index car at Rockingham one time that would have died if we wouldn't have been there to pull him out. Like cars on fire, no fire safety anywhere. You know, just so there's it, you never know when your time could be. Um, yep. And when it's your time, you need to be prepared. And yeah, yeah, fight, fight your time as much as possible. Don't let right. something easy like that take care of it. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Uh, Carl yep. Steamy here is just talking about uh, putting out Tom Frank's Mustang. Yeah, so just wild, man. Um, dude, let's move to some car stuff, man. Let's yeah, talk let's about like beer money. I want, I want to, I love the story of that. I watched that season like twice, I think at least. <laughs> uh, great season there. And then you've campaigned that car. Uh, tooth jerker. Let's talk about uh, God. What's the other one? I'm, I'm hang on. I gotta get to my notes. Um, the moonshine missile. The wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonshine yeah. missile. Yep. So, uh, ha- walk us through beer money. Yep. And then tell us about the other cars too. So, in 2017 or 18, I guess James Lawrence and the guys at Power Auto Media uh, came up with this reality type show, TV show called the $10,000 drag shootout as part of the horsepower Wars series. Um, 10 days, $10,000, a six man team to build a car. That's uh, crazy. So, uh, Eric Yost customs by Biggin, um, headed our team. Uh, we all put in this application deal. They chose, uh, Dean Carnes and the stinky pinky team, Jay Bodie and the team from California and they had a dream team that they uh, handpicked. So there was a te- yep. there was a fan vote team that would fill the fourth slot. Four teams. Gotcha. And, uh, and we were. I was, fan- wa- I was wondering where the name Dream Team came from. That makes yeah. sense. So uh, their comp comp cam sponsors one team, um, and it's handpicked by anybody who applies that is not doesn't apply as a team. Like you can just apply to be on the show, right? right. And try to be chosen to be on the Dream Team. So. Uh, fan vote got us in. Um, we, you know, we go there for this. You can watch it on YouTube now is the easiest place yep. to watch it. Horsepower Wars season one. Uh, in 10 days, we built my beloved, uh, well, I got the God, opposite, man. I got my shirt on here, my <laughs> beloved beer money. Um, and, uh, we go to, in 10 days, we built it. LS turbo, uh, stock eight, eight rear end, which is still in the car today. Wow. Um, you know, the motor and, and other things have made kind of transformed, but it still has the same rear end, the same case on the, on the turbo 400 stock nice. case transmission, you know, just a, just a cool piece. But so we go to Norwalk. Um, it was, we had like three or four rounds of qualifying, uh, four car shootout, obviously. And, yep. uh, we end up winning the thing. We went, it was a quarter mile race at the time. Um, we went like 851 at 165 or something like Dude, that. That's on insane the, on the sixth hit or something, sixth or seventh hit or something so, like that. So, what one question I do you have? Like, uh, ahead of time, do you guys get to order and find some parts and things like that? So, you don't really you don't know what car you're going to get before you get there. Uh, oh, yeah, comp- I guess it's we have a competition point, yeah. at yep. the beginning, like day one, and in yep. the order in which you finish in the the Olympics, as they called it, is the order in which you get to choose your yep. car. So we won, and uh, and we chose Beer Money. There was another Fox body there available that the Dream Team got because they finished second, just like they did in the race. <laughs> <laughs> got them. But uh, so 
that's how we ended up with with that car. Um, so you can kind of we knew we were going to go LS turbo, so we had already started yeah. sourcing those parts. We knew we were going to have a turbo four hundred. Uh, we're pretty sure we were putting an eight eight in it, and uh, so you can kind of plan. But obviously, yeah. there are some things that you kind of have to wait to see exactly what you get because it can change certain parts of the build, right? Right, like whatever whatever exhaust you're going to do for right. a turbo setup, and right? Things you like know, that. so yeah, they're just sense. small things, but. I would say 85% of the build was on paper and in a notebook when we showed up in California before the build ever started. That's great. So, um, you know, so we, we win the deal, bring it home, uh, make some small, like we changed torque converters. Um, Greg Slack of converter design specialist in Albemarle, North Carolina builds converters for anything and everything I drive. Nice. Um, so I came home. That's the very first thing I did was put a Greg Slack <laughs> torque converter in it, and that picked it up like, like four tenths or something like that. You know, Damn. the eighth, and nothing, nowhere. Well, nowhere really at all now. But especially around home, there's no quarter mile racing going on. We race eight right. mile. I mean, the only quarter mile racing I do today is in NHRA Pro Mod. But yeah, um, so we changed the gear. You know, we did some small things just to get it uh, eighth mile friendly, and I raced it some. It was still uh, pretty close to street legal, mm -hmm. so we put a big radiator in it, um, and I did these local street car shootouts, like 20-mile cruise, yep. right back to the lanes, top it off of fuel, and go race. Uh, was pretty successful with that, um, and then the small tire no prep thing kind of became a big thing, right? Yeah. They started paying five, ten, fifteen. Now they're paying hundreds of thousands, you know, or whatever. It's crazy the amount of money that that stuff brings. Right. So we uh, we built a new engine, something that was capable of making more power. Uh, Precision Turbo, uh, who's been a longtime sponsor of mine, came on mm -hmm. board. Uh, they've sponsored me a, a couple of turbos for that thing now. Put a nice turbo on it. Um, just made some small changes. Put a full Holly Dominator on it you yeah. know, for, for fuel injection. Switched it to E85, you know, your typical deal for LS Turbo. Yep. Um, at that time, it was a stock block 5.3 that we had bored like 120 over. So it was a more like a five, seven mm -hmm. and I won boo-coups of races <laughs> with that engine. And uh, <laughs> so I raced it like that for like a year and a half, mm -hmm. um, kind of just to keep the story moving along with the car. Pete and I, Pete Harrell of Harrell engine and dyno HED in Mooresville, uh, him and Eric Yost shop are side by side. We decided we were nice. going to build, we wanted to build an aluminum, in, aluminum engine. So, we got a, a, a 6.2 mm. block, um, built a stock bore, stock stroke, um, 6.2 with good stuff, and a bunch had a bunch of partners jump on board, race-winning brands, uh, which consist of your names like Wiseco, K1. Yep. Um, they came on board, uh, crank rods and pistons, Wiseco pistons, but their boost line rod, a K1 crank, um, Mast of Ma uh, Mast Motorsports. You know, they mm -hmm. do all the badass heads. Yeah. They gave me a set of uh, their LS3 head, so we put square ports on it. Yeah, Manton came on board with push rods, <laughs> T&D. We went to solid roller uh, instead of hydraulic. Um, billet atomizer, Jack, we switched it to alcohol, and Jack mm -hmm. and billet atomizer did injectors for us. Holly on board for an intake. A bunch of – I hope I haven't missed anybody and they watch this and call me and cuss <laughs> me. Um, but Pete Harrell is a uh, – he's a mastermind in the, in the automotive industry, period, but – Yep. Very good, um, especially with his boosted engines. 
excellent at camshaft specs. Uh, so we developed our own beer runner camshaft yeah. um, that we run in that deal. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty simple, it's all shelf stuff. Like nothing's super yep. custom, you know, but, uh, all spec by Pete, um, all the install and fab work done by Eric Yost and the guys at customs by Biggin. Uh, so Chris Bailey that was on the team works for Biggin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Eric Yost, Pete Harrell, myself, Jason Smith, uh, TBM breaks. He was on the team. And then my co-host on beards, burnouts and beer, Chad Reynolds, yeah, uh, made up our our six man team and uh, and we built a pretty cool piece, man. I, I still race that thing today. Like I just worked on it Monday night. We pulled the engine back out because um, we got to put a mid plate in this thing. Uh, went ahead and turned her upside down. Uh, ride bearings look brand new. Like just and I beat. I'm gonna tell. I've ran that thing hard this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, we won. I think we attended eight like big money no prep races this year uh i yep. won six of them um, dude that's crazy one one race we had to split because of rain and one race i broke the transmission uh and got beat in like the second or third round so uh we've had a really good year not only with that car but obviously with with uh with the pro mod as well yeah. uh, the moonshine missile which we talked about a few minutes ago mm-hmm. built on the same show in season two um i need to plug my computer in because it's about to die Nope. <laughs> uh, to answer some questions from a few minutes ago, uh, Tom Stark asked about winning in ProMod. That is definitely some stuff that's coming up. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of let him give some streetcar stuff. You know, we're all, we all love that kind of stuff first. Uh, ProMod is definitely on the topic list, I promise. Uh, 815 LSX Swaps asked, uh, did you talk about PRI? We have not yet. I'm excited to hear some of those stories. Um, and then Dirty Panda says he's got a 240 uh, vert for sale. Uh, he's got an idea. And then Alita, Miss Connor Stark here, uh, she asked when and where will you run uh, Beer Money next uh, as you jump back in? So um, next, so I have a grudge race down at Bradenton, Florida at the U.S. Street Nationals. I'll be down there running Pro Mod with our elite team. Nice. Um, but I have a grudge race down there. Uh Actually, with a car named Moonshine, which I thought was going to be a copyright <laughs> infringement um, lawsuit that I was going to cash in on, but I actually met the guy and he's pretty cool. So, <laughs> so you're like, okay. Fine. I told him 100 bucks and I won't say anything. Pass it over, pal. So that'll be next for it. And it's like the U.S. streets is not no prep at all. So I'll go there and probably turn the wick up pretty good, which is a terrible idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I got a grudge race from the tree there. And then James. Jack Stan Jimmy, James Tall, that's on Cletus's yep. channel. We're going to race from the eighth mile to the quarter. Um, oh, nice. As another grudge race. So I got like two grudge races down there I'm going to do, and then we'll be back in the Carolinas for um, back into the no prep season. Uh, yep. Clifford's got a um, got a, a series he's going to run, a point series that I'm going to try to run. Um, there's a several big money races right in the beginning of the year, so – if I'm not in the pro mod, um, I will hopefully be uh, no prep racing beer money somewhere. I have a yeah. I have a have a kid on the way that'll be here in May. Um, nice. So that's kind of gonna slow things down for just a little bit. <laughs> it's gonna change some but, stuff for a minute for sure. But I got we've got the. I told her I said, look, we got motor home. We've got it all planned out. You just gotta yeah. be willing to take that kid on the road, you know. So it, that'll be yeah. fun too. To that, that'll be my first, um, you know. So new dad alert right yeah dude uh, hey you know, listen got to learn nothing, on the fly 
Man, there's nothing wrong getting up that kid at 3 a.m. That's that's right. the uh, that's the only time that I got with mine when I when they were when they were babies. It was me and them in that recliner, man. I'm telling right. you, I loved it. It was great. But um, so the missile was built on Horsepower War season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a whole drama filled deal in itself. They were on the yeah, transporter, <laughs> you know, across the country. Uh, Juan's discount towing service or whatever. Well, hang, hang on though, back up because like it was like, uh. What did you had won something else before that? You were going to have a different car. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So, and the, then, yeah. Then you get the, the little so switcheroo the Olympics, on you. The Olympics, which again is the first, the first competition and determines who gets to choose in what order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Biggin, yet again, we win the Olympics and we choose. There was an S10 available. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to build. And so we choose the S10. We're standing out in the parking lot celebrating. And here comes the moonshine missile around the corner and my arch nemesis and uh, I don't hate him, but we definitely don't like each other. Dwayne Gutridge, <laughs> big daddy, Dwayne Gutridge, who if you watch season one, you'll understand why we don't like each other. Um, he comes pulling around the corner in this station wagon. At first we were all kind of pissed off, but it is a cool freaking car, man. Like yeah, I think it looks cool. It's a, you know, it's a station wagon. It's yep. got a big block in it with nitrous, you know, like that was our plan all along. It just, instead of going in a gutted S10, we had to completely disassemble a mint. Oh, Granada. dude, it was sad. Like it was plush, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I honestly campaigned for a little bit like, dude, I'll, can we pay to not this car, you know, yeah. but it was what it was. So we build the station wagon. Um, the, actually the S10, that we were going to build is now what team Mac has. Yeah. Uh, they, they won season three uh, in the no prep series. And that S 10 is the one that we actually won and should have built. Oh, that's three. awesome, dude. So anyway, th- that's what I was going to say. Those, like everybody that's won that show ends up, you know, they go on and campaign those cars. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't campaigned uh, the missile as much. Biggin mm-hmm. uh, has, has three little boys under the age of five and just doesn't have the time. Get and off I don't of have her, the time. dude. Dang. Right. I told her, I said, you know, you know what makes that happen, right? Yeah. But so we uh we haven't campaigned the missile as much. Um we do plan to get it out some this year. Uh, you know, but like like a lot of the local no prep racers, uh Biggin's like, dude, why why do I want to go no prep race with you? You're just gonna beat everybody's ass and I'm gonna lose, you know. <laughs> um because it is you know, like and it's not because of me. I mean, I do a I think I, I do a decent job driving the car, but Pete Harrell, the whole team, like it is arguably the most feared from the tree side because there's this huge difference and there is, but like, yeah, you're not just a no prep racer, Lyle. You're not a true street rep. Oh, whatever. whatever. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the baddest top end from the back of the track, from the return <laughs> road side, back towards the starting line, facing the yeah. tower, no prep racer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but beer money is like, it's arguably one of the most feared tree side, no prep cars in the Southeast. Yeah. Um, you know, we won literally almost every race we showed up to last year um, and have been super successful with it. But um, not last, but certainly not least, uh, the uh, the tooth jerker back here. You know, Where's, where is it? Wherever is it? Yeah. Right there. Um, so whenever I uh, whenever I was recovering from my crash, Jason Digby, who is the owner of that car, uh, told me, he said, look, if you ever want to come back racing, you got a seat. That's and cool. um, a year almost. They they hadn't cut my eyes open 
probably two or three weeks before that. Yep. And I went to Darlington when Jimmy Bradshaw was the manager there and was prepping and uh, and made my first passes in a radio car just uh, like a week, a year and a week after my crash. Wow. Um, you know, and, and made several several passes in it that day. Yeah. Uh, went and raced it later that month and was the first Leaf Spring car to go into the 20s. And then we go to South Georgia um, for Lights Out 8. Uh, reset the record a couple of times and won my first race back at the very racetrack that almost claimed my life uh, a year and a half before that, you know, so. So, so let's, let's talk about that feeling. Cause here's the deal. Here's what I've like. I mean, dude, I've done research. I've watched stuff. I've read articles, all that kind of stuff leading up to this. Um, I, I feel like, and this is my opinion, like that's where you belong, right? You're, yeah. you're great at it. You're good at the tree. Did it, how great did it feel to let go of the button that first time and like get out? Like, you know, you're three thirty and you're like, yes, I've yeah. missed this. Man, you know, and maybe it's why I've had, you know, so much success. But, like, when I'm in that thing, it's not – I'm not thinking about how cool this is. Like, I'm – I literally – I'm at work. You know, like, yeah. this is – I'm here <laughs> to crush whoever decides they feel fit to sit in the other lane. And nice. that is my only job. You know, so, like, I was nervous when I fired the car up the first time. But when I pull in the burnout box, like, I'm there to do a job. You know, yeah. and I'm going to, and I want to do it well. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I take a lot of pride and I've done a lot of work and it's a mental game. Like I take a lot of pride in the yeah. way I perform on the starting line. You know, like it's like clockwork, you know, you can, we've ha got in car videos. I do the same thing. Um, <laughs> I don't care how hard you try. You're not going to shake me from the other lane. You can yeah. hang me out. You can cut your car off. You can, fake like your car won't start leave me sitting over there the longer you leave me sitting over there and the the more aggravated you get me the closer yeah. to double o i'm gonna be I can promise <laughs> yeah you that. and i'm gonna yeah. leave your ass sitting there you know man there, there was a video of you uh the other uh, i was watching yesterday of a or friday of a of a race and the guy same thing guy turned his car off oh we can't get it to start all this kind of stuff you're like you know right up on the beams you're like ready to stage and then his car shuts off and then it, he comes in you go you go like 007 yeah yeah like, man I, it just what? Doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> like it you can't i mean like when i won dallas um which is wally won right here yeah uh, buddy you know justin bond um tried to play a little starting line game hung me out in the turbo car and i wasn't great but the transmission was 900 you know so i think i was like 40 which is not acceptable in my book um, Man, I was 40. Wild. He was like 107 or something. I beat him by 2,000. On, I went 89, 589 at 250 or three or something, 252 to his 582 at 244 wow. or something, you know, and it was 2,000 at the stripe, which if you see the finish line photo, it is, dude. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's like a front, like the front of the. It was like uh, nine inches or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. But, you um, know, I've, and I've worked really hard. Like, I, you know, that's yeah. not something that, I think there may be some natural, I guess, talent that you just kind of are, you know, yeah. you are able to focus like that. But I've worked really hard um, because as a driver, especially at, in, when we're talking about NHRA Pro Mod at that level, that is your only job. You know, yeah. like you are there for one reason and one reason only, and that is to get the car from the starting line to the finish line as fast as possible and leave on time. You know, like yeah. I don't get to work on the car anymore. Like I'm just the driver and I take that job 
very serious, you know, and, yeah. and at the end of the year, um, you know, we, we won two NHRA national events while Dude, we won in crazy. here and both on a whole shot, you know, and, like, and, and your first year in the pro mod. Yep. Yeah. My, in my rookie season and my crew chief, yeah. Justin Elks of modern racing, which is where I work today. Mm-hmm. Um, before the final round in Vegas, he called me in the trailer. He said, what do you want to do? And I said, what do you want? What, how, how much can I cuss on here? A bunch. I don't give okay. a shit. So he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to win this motherfucker. You know, like, what do you mean? What do I want to yeah. do? So well, I know that, but do you want to go 75 or six? Or do you want me to give you something I think is going to be there and let you do your job? And I said, well, will it go 75 or six? And he said, I just don't know. We're looking at the graph. He said, I don't know if it'll make it through this spot. And I said, well, don't do it. Give yeah. me a, give me, give me something close to an 80 flat and let me do my job. You know, so- and that's, and that's what we did. So have you been like, do you, do you do some tuning or did you do tuning early on? Like, like were you kind of a one man show and then it's grown into, you know, there's, there's smarter tuners. You're like, you do it. You know? Yeah. So early, early on, um, my dad and I kind of tuned our own stuff, which is why we Mm -hmm. were so bad. Um, Stevie (laughs) fast Jackson tuned my pro charge stuff and got us on the right track. And then we just kind of power managed Pete Harrell tunes, anything that I drive with the exception of the pro mod, Beer wow. money, the dart, the missile, anything yep. grassroots style level, Pete Harrell of Harrell Engine and Dino tunes it. Now, I can power man- – and I can – I'm not going to say I can tune. I can power manage and manage a fuel map, you know, and I know yep. what to look for. And But as far as a tuner, not me, you know, yep. just a driver. But now the pro mod, absolutely not. Justin Elks <laughs> is my crew chief. Anthony Lum, my co-crew chief. Two of the most sought-after – tuners uh in the game period um yeah. you know they they rank right up there with your steve petty's with your jamie miller's with your jeff pierce with your billy stocklands with your pat Musies and your brandon Schweitzers. like they That's are awesome. that they are top level top shelf um it, because there's so much in a pro mod that you have to tune the chassis um you know the the engine and and, and, the, and the power itself like it's dude those things are on the teetering edge of not going down the racetrack every time you let go of the button. So zero tuning, zero input from Lyle. At, I mean, I give them input after a run, like yep. this is what it felt like. This is what I heard. Um, yep. Also something that I'm super in tune with. Like I know um, what the car should be doing and sounding like, you know, when I turned off the racetrack in Vegas in the semifinal, I just felt that just doesn't, just doesn't sound good. We yep. go back to the pit. Everybody's looking around like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, look, we need to pull the rear end apart. And it was cracked. You know, like I'm super yep. in tune with the car and I know what it should be doing. But as far as tuning the car, negative yeah. first rider. How, not, uh, how, not allowed. How many passes do you make in that car? Like, uh, like, um, like, are there, you know, do you guys go to a track and you, is there off season practices made in that yeah. car or is it like, I, yeah, I just, so, man, that's like, that's like next level stuff. I just so don't like know we're, anything about. So obviously I drive for, <clears throat> for elite motorsports, Richard mm-hmm. Freeman, um, Erica Enders and Troy Coughlin Jr. And uh, Marty Robertson and Aaron Stanfield are all my teammates. Um, and we have a big team test coming up uh, at the, about mid January down in Bradenton. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we do, we do test in the off season. I was just at Bradenton for the snowbirds. Now we were running yeah, eighth yeah. mile but I was still in a pro mod, you know, still getting, keeping seat time. Yeah. Um, so there is some off season testing, but man, it's so expensive to run these things up and down the racetrack today. Yeah. 
in today's time that you just can't do a whole lot of it, right? I mean, yeah. you, you can't afford to do it. You know, if we yeah. tested as much as we wanted to, it would cost us a million dollars a year to run the car. God, that's crazy. So um, not as much as we would like, but we do enough, yeah. you know, to to feel like when we show up to a national event that we are there and can, we are competitive enough to win, you know? Yeah. So when, um, walk us through, I want to talk about, you leaving the line like the your you know what's what's a week like look like for you you know leaving the button and then um one thing i noticed in your pro mod experience video that struck me was every time you know as you got to the end of the track it was shoots neutral power off it yep. seemed like to me right yep. like how many how many times do you sit in the car and practice that whole movement you you figure it out the first time and it, <laughs> that's that's all natural like i watch myself to see what I'm doing and if I think I could change anything in a run yeah. and everything that you see me doing is natural. Like that's cool. Uh, shoots out, shoots out in the neutral power off window. Um, the lock deal, Flat. like you yep. flip it over, reach over and cut the fresh air off. You know, like that's just all natural, man. I don't, that's cool. It's it. You, and you have to become a creature of habit. Yeah. Um, and, and find a routine, um, to be successful in one of these cars where, and I think what separates good drivers from from great ones is the ability to differentiate, to alter from your from your normal routine and not get rattled. You know, like right. And that's a it's a just as just as important as going up there and being a good driver and leaving on time is being able to play the head game the other direction, right? Like you need to be able one, you need to be able to play the game, and one you need need to be able to be played and yep. not and not get rattled, you know, right. because these are like when, you know, you're at a national event, you're racing the best pro modified drivers in the country, yeah. you know, and they're all good enough to go up there and play a game and not, and not get rattled and, and, and kind of get separated from their normal routine, you know? So yeah. there's yeah, all kinds of things that you have to you're, consider. You're not a professional running into a, a bunch of guys that are just there's getting a pro zero together. No doubt. <laughs> you know? And then once a year we go to Charlotte and we run four wide, you know, which <laughs> none of us as drivers, I, if you fans like it, cool, please come out and see us and yeah. you can come by my pit and I'll tell you how much I dislike four wide drag racing. Um, Dude, I, I can't, I mean, if, if one thing goes wrong, it's right. everybody's well, like, the, plus and like, a big part of that is, is knowing, understanding the tree. Right. Cause it's yeah. different, man. And in a turbo, this will be my first year doing it in a turbo car. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really tough because it's super easy to get hung out in a turbo car because it's, you know, let's say we all four pre stage, right? Yep. The first person that turns the bottom bulb on starts the second seven, the seven second timer for the rest for the other three. Oh, wow. So if I, Let's just say that I go when we turn the bulbs on. I go ahead and start bumping. I go ahead and start spooling, and mm -hmm. I'm the first one in. The rest of them have seven seconds to get in, right? Yeah, and, and but, you on the you on the the button. There's a long time, right. and I, but I can't wait. Yep. To go in because then I'll get timed out and not be up to boost, right? So yep. that'll be a pretty tough race for us. Um, if everybody decides to play the games, you know, if yeah. everybody races like a normal person and go ahead and goes in, you know, then everything yep. will be fine. But, you know, it at this level, you got to do what you got to do to win. And sometimes that means playing a little starting line game and you just, <laughs> so be it, you know, just sometimes it's what you got to do. That's crazy. So uh, let's talk about your, your first win pro mod. 
um, you know, you're you're literally uh, I want to say it was is there there's a video of you like crossing the line and you're I mean, you're Lyle Barnett excited. And then you come around the end. You're excited. You're you're doing some interview stuff. And uh, we can obviously tell uh, you were pumped to win that. Mm-hmm. and you know emotional so that's a big yeah. plus like like what's the next two days look like for you after that a blur man like you just <laughs> you spend the next two days well i tell you what you spend the next two days recovering from the hangover from the night <laughs> of the win i can promise you that because <laughs> yeah. we got with it after we won the first one and then we were in vegas for the second one so you can imagine how that went. oh Dude, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, the first win, you can watch the – if you go to NHRA's uh, YouTube channel, you can scroll. It's pretty far down there now. but And you can watch the Pro Mod final. And that was that was the full circle moment um, for my career. You know, I was – when I went through the finish line in Dallas, there's two blue LEDs on the wall mm-hmm. well beyond the finish line. And I saw mine come on, and I lost it, dude. Like, I was crying so hard. By the time I got to the end of the racetrack, I could barely see to turn off, you know, and and when you come to a stop, like it's both doors come open. There's people shoving trophies and hats. Amanda Busick's oh, in yeah. my door, you know, and I I was told I said, Amanda, I, you got to let me I got to I got to gather myself, you know, and so I, you're you like, know, I don't want to be crowded on TV. Right. You know, so I put I get out and go to the back and start taking some of my gear off. And I reach back in to get my sunglasses. Cause you know, I'm known for my backwards hat, and my sunglasses and a man of music's like, Oh no, you're not putting those on. And I said, Oh yes, <laughs> I am. You know, like I said, I've look, I'm putting my sunglasses on, but um, if you go watch that interview, you know, I lose it again. Um, yeah. And it, that was, that was just the buildup of emotion and the, the full circle moment from 2015 to that time, I went from the yep. darkest time for myself and my family, the lowest of lows. And I just won my first professional, my first national event, in my professional drag racing career. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, you know, for me, at least I couldn't have wrote it any better, you know, like That's we, awesome. we did it, you know, and, and it was, yes, it was on a whole shot and had a lot to do with, with me driving, but I've got, I've got a hell of a team, man. They're, uh, yeah. They are top notch. Um, some of the best to ever do it. Uh, from Ben Stoss, my engine guy, Mike Earl, my my back half guy, uh, Justin Elks and Anthony Lum, my crew chiefs, my dad. Um, you know, I had a bunch of friends that were had flown out. You know, just it was oh, just cool, awesome. dude. You know, and and while I get a lot of the credit, um, you know, as drivers, we tend to get all of it. Um, <laughs> I could not do it without all those aforementioned. You know, and and uh. And I'm really looking forward to 22, man. I tell you one thing: I've got my eyes set on a championship. Yeah. Um, and uh, if Portatree didn't didn't double their business in the off season, um, <laughs> then there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of broken hearts and a lot of a lot of national <laughs> national event trees laying on the track when I'm done because I'm I'm coming out there uh, ready to rip. You know, axe, I, I want to chop yes, them down. I want a championship really bad. <laughs> And, uh, That's and these, awesome. these two right here uh, don't mind a couple compadres, I can tell you that. So. <laughs> That's right. Go go build a shelf. Yeah. There'll be a whole two shelves of them, man. That's oh, yeah. Great. I want to have to reinforce a floor in my house that's got to hold so many. That's <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so tell us, uh, like, how, how do you get a ride in a Pro Mod? Do like, I mean, there's there's just such a small amount of people that are able to drive that car. I mean, obviously, we know you're a drag racer, but like, how do you, how do you get that meeting? How, not necessarily how, but like, what's it like to be able to yep. to do that? 
so I was just fortunate to be right place, right time. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin Elks, uh, the modern racing shop where I work now and where we op where we handle all pro mod operations for elite motorsports is in Mooresville. Um, and it was just kind of a, we had kind of got to know each other and I've always wanted to drive a pro mod and yeah, you know, they had seen me race other stuff and it just kind of happened, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, the, I flew to, to Dallas, Fort Worth to elite HP. So elite motorsports is in Winniewood, Oklahoma, which is, two hours due north of Fort Worth, Texas, but elite nice. HP is kind of where their showroom and, and yep. whatnot is, um, you know, so we, so we fly out there. I'm nervous as shit. Um, you know, I'm meeting with Richard Freeman, with Erica Enders, with Alex Laughlin, who was my teammate in pro mod for about half yep. a year. You know, I'm, we're meeting to potentially sign a deal, you know, and, and by the end of the meeting, we had agreed on a deal um, you know, and we were preparing for the 2021 season, you know, and that's great. And they didn't like, like baby me along or nothing. You know, like we went <laughs> to my first test session to get one to test the car for the first time and two to license. And on like the fifth run, I went 568 at 253 miles an hour. You know, like <laughs> they were like, they won't fucking around. You know, it was like, like <laughs> Justin, a good decision. Justin told me, he's like, I don't know. You can't make one of these go slow. So we'll just go a hundred feet. 300 feet, eighth mile, a thousand feet. And on the fifth run, you're taking this thing to the quarter mile stripe. I'm just letting you know, you know, and that's what we did. You know, I went, that's great. I went 568, uh, 253. And then I went 567 at almost 254. Um, and that was the, that was literally in like seven or eight passes. I was, I'd ran at that time, like three numbers off of the national record, you know, and we were headed to Gainesville. You know? Yeah, they're so, like, load up, bro. We're, we're going. Yeah, you know, and uh, Richard called. You know, he was like, man, good job, man. You know, I was expecting him to be all pumped up and stuff, but he was just like, nah, that's what I expected. You know, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good runs there. Yeah, let's see if we can duplicate that in, in Gainesville. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, dude, that's from 253. Yeah, I, like I, I feel like I just won the U.S. Nationals, man. You know, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we, we go to Gainesville. I qualified fourth, um, lost on a freaking hole shot, which is not me um to <laughs> gray but i paid him back in the final in vegas so all that came full circle nice. too but uh, that's great you know we, we had a pretty good year man we uh we struggled through the middle which is why we made the sudden change from the pro charge combination to the twin turbo deal uh didn't make that change until after the second charlotte race in september uh had like two and a half weeks to get the car together zero wow. time to test really and go to dallas and win the very first race we entered with the twin turbo car <laughs> Um, and my first race ever in that car, that car's first wow. race in a year and a half. So that's when, crazy. when Dallas went to Bristol and just struggled, uh, and go to Vegas for the final race of the, of the E3 spark plugs pro mod series and one in Vegas. So just, uh, it, we went from a year of kind of down in the dumps and, you know, morale was low to, we ended the end of the year on top, you know, finished sixth in the, in the points. Yeah. Um, you know, in my rookie season, just, just, a just a cool deal, man. And something, you know, those opportunities don't come around, don't come around often, you know, to, to be associated with a team like elite. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, you know, thankful for anybody and everybody that supported me along the way and stood behind me. I've had great sponsors, um, yeah. and still to this day that still support me. And, uh, and, you know, and I do would just like to thank all those people, you know, my dad, especially cause he's the sole reason I've been as successful as I've been. And, and I look forward to, to racing with him in 2022, you know, and hopefully farther than that. Um, yeah. Right. 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to wait another couple years to to win a championship. I'd sooner go ahead and get that out of the way next <laughs> Just year. Just go on, let's do this. But, uh, but we both, we both have that that common goal in mind, you know, and so does the rest of my team, obviously. So we're yeah. uh, we're looking forward to it. That's cool. So let's talk about motion real quick because they've been on yep. you, you and you and Doug and uh, Andy have been friends for it sounds like for a long time based yeah. on what I've yeah. seen. Um, you know, we we love those guys in drag and drive stuff. Yep. How, how'd you get hooked up with them? So back when Motion Race Work started, when they were uh, they were operating out of the spare bedroom mm-hmm. in Doug and Andy's apartment, uh, they show up to South Georgia with like a handful of parts they had developed, and wanted to know if they could sponsor the Dart. Um, and uh, so they they were I was like one of the first cars that they ever sponsored. That's great. Know? And and I was you know I was as proud of them as they were of me. We we yeah. mesh well together. We kind of are cut from the same cloth. Um, and I've continued to support them as hardcore yep. as I can. And they continue, have continued to support me, um, you know, sometimes more than I think I deserve, you know, they, <laughs> they support literally anything that I drive. If it's That's got four wheels and an engine, they'll sponsor me on in it, you know, yep. and, uh, yep. got to do lay mullets, you know, with Stevie fast, yes. uh, which is a very cool experience. Um, we're not round track racers, but we like to try. <laughs> and then they let me drive their burnout car, the bald Regal, where I ended up winning burnout rivals and that thing. Yeah. Well earned dude. Well earned. That was a so good they round. Just, they're just, they're just good people. You know, like they're, we're not just friends anymore. We're more like family. Mm-hmm. I go to Bradenton to race. I stay at Doug's house. Nice. Um, you know, they're just, they're just, they're, they are racers for racers. You know, they're, yes. they're, they're not your corporate America, Chinese shit as Doug calls it. Um, <laughs> They they bleed red just like the rest of us. Um, they love their country, you know, like like yeah. we do, and uh, and they're just good dudes. And I can't thank them enough for all their support over the years because I couldn't have done it without them. That's for sure. Man, I'm telling you, and just his uh, well, both of theirs. I've talked to Doug more than I have Andy, but just their their drive to keep producing parts. Yeah. They ha- they haven't yeah. settled for constantly anything. innovating. Like it's yeah. unbelievable, man. They're always yeah. coming up with something new and cool. Yeah. You know, and I always want to be like, man, I thought of that first, but I never have. You know, like they always, they're always coming up with some new shit. You know, and it's yep. just, it's just cool. Yeah, stuff I didn't even know I needed. Now I'm like, okay, well, I'll add that to the list. I, right. I need to figure. I need to build a car to to put that right. on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm in the process of doing a bunch of work to beer money right now, just getting it ready, kind of updating it. And that was one thing I talked to Doug about is we're gonna see how many motion products I can get on this thing. You know, so like he sent me the mid plate kit. I've got. Uh, catch cans and their fuel, mechanical p- fuel pump drive and their yep. shoot handle. I mean, I've got, you know, all kinds of stuff, <laughs> their valve covers, their Valley cover tray, you know, you name it. I'm trying to put it on there. Um, well, and they recently bought TBM brakes and Rife sensors. Yep. So uh, I run TBM brakes on the car already. We put all kinds of Rife sensor stuff on it. Um, nice. You know, so just a, it, it's cool to, to be associated with those guys. And I hope that that relationship lasts for all, if, you know, if not most of my career. Yeah, and then uh, there's a there's a phrase you said in the pro mod experience the other day was you uh, barnetted something, and yeah. so I would think you're probably a pretty good tester of parts too. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> the the term barnetted came about amongst my the guys that I race with here locally. Um, I'm pretty rough on shit, uh, you know, like real rough on shit. So yeah. anytime I break something, they're like, "Oh, barnetted something else." You know, my dad's not too proud of that, but I'm like, "Dude, it, it just is what it is." Like we are. <laughs> freaking we're rough on shit and yeah and it's funny you know so we uh yeah it i've barnetted all kinds of stuff i try to keep that to a minimum in the pro mod 
because you barnet shit in that thing, it gets really it's fucking ex- expensive. expensive yeah. You know, but um, but beer money, I barnet that some bitch all the time. You know, yeah. I've I've wrecked it like three or four times. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'd use uh, an adjustable wrench on just about anything. Um, everything's I, got rounded edges. Everything's got rounded edges. <laughs> Channel locks on the AN fittings, like don't give a shit. You know. Yeah. But that's what makes that car fun. Is it's just a oh, carefree. Yeah. It's carefree and fun for all. You know, free high yeah. fives everywhere. So yeah, I was gonna say, like you, you. Uh, that's why we built the the cart. We've got a grand marquee death cart. It's got yep. a turbo four six in it. And it, like you have to own a car at some point in your life that you don't care about. You have. Yeah, to- it, it's it's the most fun form of racing that yes. I've ever done. Like I love. <laughs> NHRA Pro Mod, it's it's my passion and, and my job, you know, like yep. that's what I do. But they ain't nothing like coming home and getting my old wore out faded enclosed trailer, hooking it behind my pickup truck, squat it to the ground, you know, <laughs> tear down the road to that's go somewhere awesome. and, and race it. So um yeah, it's pretty cool, man. That's cool. So do you think you'll have a weekend where you'll do where you'll have like a, a beer money race and the pro mod stuff? You think you'll uh, tag team? Well, at, at the US streets, I'm gonna tag team. I'm gonna take it down there to, to grudge race it, you know. Mm-hmm. But nah, otherwise nah. Unless we're eighth, yeah. unless we're local outlaw eighth mile racing, they're just two totally different things, you know. Well, so and, and probably think about that now. As I said, it'd be just too hard to mess with that. Yeah, it's so way, much, I mean, I don't, you know. I don't have any business taking it to the U.S. streets. But we were drinking down there at the Snowbirds, or actually, it was at Lay Mullets, and uh, you were drinking at Lay Mullets. That sounds oh, interesting, man. If I'm if I'm breathing, I'm drinking. Um, but uh, but we were bullshitting and had drank too much, you know, and I start running my mouth and next thing I know I've got two grudge races locked in. So I, and I'm, I, I try to be a man of my word. So nice. uh, I'm going to haul that pile of shit down there and I'm going to run <laughs> these guys for a couple thousand dollars or something. That's too cool. Um, I, I did think it just something, my buddy, Travis, uh, deer who's another big uh, Rocky mountain race week guy yep. is going to be, uh, I think a new driver for the elite HP team. So maybe he'll end up in your truck. Uh, that dude's awesome. Has a big turbo, uh, K 10 square body. That okay. is like a nine second truck on right. hard tire two thirty fives. It's pretty amazing truck, but, yeah. uh, yeah. So that leads me into drag and drive stuff, dude. Do you have time to do any of those events? You I want come- to, man, but yeah. honestly, no. I just, yeah. with the NHRA season, with mm-hmm. beer money, I got a kid on the way. Like, I just, <laughs> I want to. Like, I'm going to go to Sick Week um, yeah. and just ride, you know, and, and follow oh, nice. it around and do some video stuff with Chad Reynolds and whatnot. Like, yeah. we're going to go hang out. But if I, if I acquire another race car, my wife is going to kill me and yeah. leave me, you know. So, um, yeah. and I just, she can't do that because you got that baby, like, dude, right. you won't be so away I, from just, that baby. I can't, I just, I, I don't, I one, I can't afford it. Um, yeah. and two, I, I just, I just don't have the time, man. If I've talked to, uh, to Tom Bailey some about and mm-hmm. Doug and them about driving something if it's available, right? Yeah. You know, but unless it's just somebody that wants me to drive for them, you know, and I can just jet out for the weekend and not help you get it together and be just your typical flying driver. Just show up, have some fun for a couple days. I I would love to. I just don't have time. You know, there's not enough time in the day for me to get it all done. So, uh, Justin Chestnut just popped in and said, hell yeah, me and him are doing sick week in his 29 hey, yeah. Model A with a blown small block. It ought to be 18-inch wide tires in the back, all that kind of hot rod hey, shit. It's yeah. going awesome. to be a ton of fun. So, yeah, we'll hang out for a little bit. I'll bring some beers, and uh, you can drink them. <laughs> You're going to drink them, too. I'm gonna oh, dude, believe it. it. Uh, uh, this will be the first time I've co-piloted anything. Okay. So it's on. 
I told him, I was awesome. like, man, just get ready. I'm just going to be a blur and I'm going to record a bunch of stuff. And that way I can right. remember it later. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, dude, what haven't we talked about? I figure, you know, another few minutes of, of maybe yeah, seeing somebody. Gotta, see if somebody Christmas had party to be at at five, but, um, Oh, you know, shit. I just, I just, um, one, I want to thank you for letting me come on. Um, no, and anytime dude, you, you need a fill in, I promise not to be late and drag you out for, for weeks on end. Just been a <laughs> busy fine. past couple of weeks. Yeah, man. But if you want to follow me along on social media, like I said, Instagram, just Lyle Barnett, uh, Facebook, Lyle Barnett. I have a YouTube channel, Lyle Barnett Racing, or the Boosted mm-hmm. Beard Racing channel. Um, I'm not super consistent on there, but I've started this Pro Mod Experience series, and I'm going to yeah. try to, anytime we take the Pro Mod out, um, I'm going to have some help filming wise. That's great. Uh, in the future to capture more of that. Um, locally, we we no prep race beer money all over the place. And I try to give enough heads up where if people want to mm-hmm. come around and watch, but I have learned that sometimes that scares some of the local guys away. So <laughs> yep. I try I try to not let them know too early that I'm going that I'm going <laughs> so that I don't show up and there's no nobody to race. Yep. Um, but I do have beer money apparel for sale. I'm, yep. I'm almost done with the website. If you're super interested and want it now, I can't probably can't get it to you before Christmas, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, you can private message me and I can take an order through PayPal or whatever. Uh, all I have right now is black t-shirts. Uh, yep. I'm also working on getting more of that together. But dude, just, dude black t-shirts are all I own anyways. Right. Like, no, uh, like no, this, this no. hoodie was a one of one. You cannot get this and I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to make any of them. So that's sorry. right. But, yeah, it's going to be too dirty to do it anyways. Right. I am going to make hoodies. Um, I've got yeah. koozies coming, hats coming. Um, but And I'm going to try to wait to release most of that when the website's ready. It's just cool. it's too much for me to handle taking yep. orders through PayPal. Um, so if you're dying to have one, I can do a PayPal order. If you can wait like till the middle of January at the, yep. light, at the latest, I'll have a complete website where you can type in your own information, pay for it. All I got to do is stick it in the mailbox. Dude, that's um, great. So that stuff's coming. Uh, full 2022 NHRA Pro Mod season coming up. Hunting a championship. Uh, licensing in a pro stock car. Um, oh, wow. I could potentially cameo in one of those a couple of times. Um, going to race beer money. We're going to race the missile. Um, going to have a kid. You know, like I got a ton going on, but uh, I'm going to try to I'll do my best to keep you guys informed and let you follow along. Yep, um, and then uh, tomorrow night you're on with Wes Buck on the uh, Drag the, Illustrated ride along. Yep. yep. So Wes Buck, the guys at Drag Illustrated, do the the Street Outlaws ride along. I'll be on there tomorrow night. Um, we shoot the shit and bullshit around, drink beer yep. and and have a good time. Tuesday night, Chad Reynolds and I'll be on Beards Burnouts and Beer. Um, depending on what Wes has got Wednesday night. When's the twenty third? Is that Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, I think it's Thursday. That, okay. That's the last day of twelve pods of Christmas. It's Thursday. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, Wednesday night, you may see me on uh, the West Buck show. The Carusos are having their annual Christmas bash show. This, so I, if everything goes as I think it will, I'll be on like four or five shows next week. So <laughs> nice. Just look around, tune in. We're always having fun. Yeah. Um, and like I said, for all of you that tuned in, thank you, and thank you for being fans of drag racing. It's the greatest motorsport on the face of the planet, um, and we can't do it without you. Uh, I appreciate, and I know the rest of my comrades appreciate you spending your time and money watching us we can't do it without you and we do it for you so um awesome again mike i appreciate you having me on dude thank you Uh, so much ever come on again after we win gainesville bring me back on when we win the championship uh i'll be in like a tuxedo t-shirt and a speedo (laughs) 
So it's going to be <laughs> high class. High um, class. Chad Reynolds and I, I, I can't. We're not going to disclose it yet. But Chad Reynolds and I have some pretty cool stuff uh, yes. coming up this year where we're going to be on the road doing some shows. So cool. uh, just be on the lookout for that. We're going to release yeah. that um, early in the year. So a Dude, lot I, going on. I, I got to have to watch. Chad on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get Chad on here. I hope you got, you're, you're going to need more time amazing. than you had with me because he talks a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love him to death, but Jesus, Lord. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. It's awesome. So, um, All right, dude. Thank you very thank much, Mike. Like I yeah, said, man. if you ever want me on again, let me know. I promise not to be late. Uh, yeah, don't, shoots don't out. Don't you threaten me with Boxers a good time. down, baby. <laughs> See you, man. Everybody. See you. Bye. Y'all, how cool was that? That was cool. Lyle Barnett is really a big inspiration. I mean, he just goes and gets it. Uh, you know, to like I said earlier, to get out of to 2015, be in that situation, a uh, year of recovery, and then get in the car and go fast again. That's pretty amazing. Um, thank everybody for the comments. Uh, that was awesome in the chat. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, please, please, please share out the uh, share out the the interview. I am going to be cutting it up for a podcast uh, tomorrow. I'll probably move the stuff from the beginning uh, that you know with that where we had Matt and Brian with wasted talent and Casey. I'll probably move those to the end of that because uh, we've promoted so much with Lyle Barnett uh, to get him here. I'm so excited he jumped on. It was awesome. He's he's a badass dude and uh, sounds like he's willing to come back. So I didn't ruin our opportunity to talk to him. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to end it here. I'm going in. I have realized I haven't eaten lunch yet, and uh, it's almost 4 o'clock, so it's time to get something to eat. Thank you for uh, for hanging out, finish my beer, and uh, and head to the house. Guys, see you tomorrow night. Brian, Wasted Talent Fabrication is going to be on. We're going to talk LS Swapped, um, LS Swapped Subaru, LS Swapped 350Z, working in Sicily, you know, which is like in Italy, uh, and kind of how he got there, what what took him to there, what he's going to do after retirement in six months. So it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. I'm so thankful everybody jumped on earlier uh, so we could give Lyle time to get home. So, all right, guys, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. I'll see you here. Thanks, dudes with wrenches talking about all great stuff. Uh, Lyle's cool, man. All right. Bye, y'all. All right, dude, we're live. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good Sunday afternoon. I have struggled with the Trailblazer again. I know you guys are tired of me talking about the Trailblazer, but I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm just going to keep working on it until I fix it. And I was doing that, and Lyle Barnett and I were messaging back and forth. He said, man, I'm trying to get home uh, to jump on. So I said, well, hey, we're going to go ahead and go live. We're going to do all this thing, and uh, we're just going to have some friends come in. I've sent messages out to about five different people. Uh, hey, Danny, and uh, Eric with 815 is on the road driving home, so he's got about five hours. So, I don't know, we're going to we're gonna drink some beers and uh, have some fun and talk some cars. Are you ready? Uh-oh, I don't know. Can, can you ready. hear me, Casey? Okay, there we go. Oh, is there a delay of that much? Yeah, oh, I man. hear you. Okay. It's pretty uh, significant, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Are you, hmm. well, this will be fun. I'll just make sure when I ask my questions to give you time to answer before I start talking again. So, okay, let's do it. Here we go. Yeah. So what we're basically going to do is I'm going to ask you the same questions. I was asking Lyle Barnett. They just won't be nearly as cool, you know, cause like you don't drive a pro mod as your day job. 
Right. Well, I mean, I drive a 64 Chevelle station wagon, which that's almost the same. It's almost the same. Almost The length is almost the same as what a Bromod is. Almost. Almost. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's yeah. get to it, dude. Let me jump in here. Let me get these pulled up. Uh, I'm going to have to find them. So why don't you first, while I do all of that work, uh, won't you tell folks where they can find you all the, uh, all the, you know, social links and things like that. All right. My name is Casey. Uh, my YouTube channel is patina pit stop. Um, and check out my Instagram, TikTok, face space, all those, uh, patina pit stops. How do you find me? Basically my YouTube channel follows me as a below average backyard mechanic that knows just enough to get myself into trouble. Uh, so a, I have a 64 Chevelle station wagon and an 86 Chevrolet S10. That's my daily driver uh, for right now. And uh, just me kind of like uh, roadkill, kind of like, you know, Finnegan's Garage, those kind of shows. Just following me messing around with cars, drag racing, you know, burnouts, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely some burnouts. Uh, the burnout videos, like in your intro, is good, dude. It's really good. I enjoy it very much. Um, all right, let's get to it. Uh, stuff with Cletus, I see, is yeah, in here. Yeah, that one was a. Any, yeah, uh, Rich GT350R is in here. What's up to you guys? Uh, and again, Eric's on the road, so, uh, you know, comment inappropriate things for him to. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get him to give us some street signs or mile markers that are interesting. I don't know. Or, uh, not mile markers, like uh, roadside markers that are cool. Oh, dude. Hey, we have an international guest uh, in the backstage. So I'm going to bring him on too. It's uh, it's Wasted Talent Fab who is on tomorrow night. What's up, dude? Oh, listen, that's all What's the up, intro guys? you get, man. Hey. I mean, it's more than I normally get, so I'll take it, boys. How's it going? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm excited about tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be fun getting to know you. We've been on a couple different live feeds together, you know, in the same little section. You do a ton of backstage stuff for a lot of folks, which is really cool, and I want to pick your brain on all that. And uh, why don't you kind of – same thing for Casey Walgo, yeah. kind of give us some, uh, some update on you and where, you know, where you're at, what you're doing, all the project cars you have, all that kind of stuff. All right. Yeah. So uh, hopefully the internet connection is okay. I'm coming a long way. I'm over in, uh, right now I'm in Sicily. Um, so I'm a long ways away. I think it's, uh, what, it's 914 Sunday night over here. So it's Dang. Uh, getting all that going. Yeah. Yeah. The time change is crazy with all of this. But so uh, I'm wasted talent fabrications. I do a ton of just everything in the garage you know what i mean uh so i've done everything from cab swaps on trucks to ls swaps in a 350z i've got a subaru outback uh impreza that i'm or wrx or whatever you want to call that damn thing mm -hmm. uh that i'm ls swapping with a big turbo done street bikes uh ford mustangs ford broncos chevy trucks uh, i'm not necessarily a ford guy and it's mainly because of those cars I just named off uh, that uh, I worked on. They leave a bad taste, but I will work on just about anything. That's awesome. So what's the, but, uh, I guess right I now, just saw an, an under, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I saw an underhood shot of the uh, of the Subaru the other day, and I was like, "Holy crap, dude! How does that fit?" Uh, it doesn't very well, and it's not finished yet. So, um, the more stuff I put in, the more of a pain in the ass it is to drop the whole cradle out the bottom, which is pretty much how anything is gonna get done on that car when it's time to do anything outside of like spark plugs. Realistically, uh, right? I'm keeping it all harness and as condensed as possible and i'll probably end up doing some sort of firewall um connector kind of like kevin of ksr does so that oh, i can nice. just unplug a few things and drop the whole drive from the bottom of the car uh because once i get the turbo piping snaked down and in there because the the idea is to keep that thing looking kind of like stapleton's uh freaking uh cadillac to where it looks stock i want it to look and sound like a rowdy stock you know what i mean and then i got mm -hmm. one to put a dump on the front cork it and then actually push some power through the because it's got a billet wheel board warner what is it 476 470 something i don't remember exactly yeah that's going to be on that thing yeah i mean dude that'll be good for 700 yeah. pretty easy yeah there's a lot of that was just one of those projects where i was like what's a shitty little car that i could make fast and cool it's a wagon so it, it's just the most unassuming thing <clears throat> and then we you know we back half the car so i cut the whole back end of that car out and put a 8.8 .8 with a four length that i built that probably will have to be rebuilt again and if you watch the series was built like four different iterations because i've never done one before and i was like well screw it we'll throw some parts at it and see what happens yeah that's awesome. I don't know what happened to Matt. He jumped in the back, Matt, with uh, Big Blocks Garage. He was in there for a second, and then he was gone. I turned my heater off, but I might have turned this stupid thing back on. Hang on. <laughs> so why are you in Sicily? Uh, so my day job is uh, I work on uh, airplanes for the Navy, and uh, mm. they needed me out here to work on supply. So... That's what I'm doing here for the holidays. That's cool. All right, I'm gonna bring Matt into. Uh, like I said, we're just gonna do a panel, guys. We're gonna we're gonna bring some folks in, in and out as you can, as you get in where you fit in, things like that. Uh, if you are wanting to jump on, uh, put it over in the comments. I, we'll bring some folks on. Lyle said he's about thirty or forty minutes out, so we're just gonna hang out until he gets ready, and then uh, I'm gonna kick everybody's asses out. And then we're gonna get to it. So, yeah. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, another, drinking some beers. Figured I would have some fun with some friends while we uh, while we let Lyle get to the house. There you go. Yeah. Did you cut your hair? Uh, yeah. yeah. You shaved your beard? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love it. I mean, there's there's still some stuff here, but I mean, it's just so thin because, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a gifted, bearded man like you are, my sir. <laughs> well, dude, look, the way the lighting hits this, it looks like I have a goatee. <laughs> I mean, definitely. it's all the same length. It's all the same length. I don't know. Definitely looks like it's you have a, a rock thicker solid. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, we lost one. We lost Casey. Dang it. Um, all right. Well, Duke, Matt, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and, uh, you know, all your social handles and all that kind of stuff. Oh, everybody can find me on anywhere at Big Blocks Garage, all in, all one word, and on the Motley Crew of Mopars, which yes. is on Facebook only right now yeah dude that's not going to work for you you're too much of a social uh media diva to to only oh, be I on know. one we're, we're we're working on it we're working on it there's actually a pretty funny video up that we that johnny posted up today that i recommend you guys go check out 
Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll you'll get it, Mike. If you're a or any podcaster, we'll get it. It's nice. pretty funny. Yeah. I'll have to watch that here in just a little bit, and that's under the Motley Crew of Mopars. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, uh, uh, wasted. I don't even know your first name. Do you just go by WTF? Uh, I sometimes, you know, it wouldn't be the first time people have said that directed to my face. <laughs> no, I'm Brian. Uh, it's actually my, uh, my first Nice. Name. All right, yeah, well, I'm no, excited. Wasted is actually what I normally go by, and it's pretty it's pretty fitting in most ways. <laughs> well, I can only imagine traveling the world like that. Uh, it would be pretty hard to not live life like that if I wasn't at work. I'm telling you, it's been a long time since I've done a trip like this, and I was a lot younger the last time. And I, uh, I can party the first day about as hard as I used to, but after that, these kids they leave me dust, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Not like it was yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, two days in a row makes it a little rough. Uh, I see Hidden Motorsports yeah. has popped in. He was on uh, last night or night before last. I don't know. Whatever. When I had the the huge struggle with the uh, with the craziness of losing power to the shop it cut me out of the system i couldn't get logged into my phone it was hilarious man we had a good time so he he kept the live stream going for like 20 minutes and then uh he bounced and then i got power back three minutes later i messaged him i'm like dude can we jump back on please and then we went for another two hours so the podcast for that one's like two hours and 40 minutes so see over here man with the with the time and and then the schedule i'm working my schedule changes It, it depends on what the plane's doing so I just happen to be up right now. I normally it's, you know, it's all near like last night, Saturday night was yesterday. I don't know. Yesterday, I think. So 3 a.m. I got up to start my life. That's crazy, um, man. Yeah. But I figure uh, if I did it for normal time, nine o'clock out here, no one's really willing to watch it at, uh, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning or whatever that boils down <laughs> to be. Yeah. Dude, jump on, man. Hell, I'm sure there's people that are up. Might be. Yeah. I, uh, I try to do like a set on Saturday one, so I don't because yeah. uh, I pay for the stream yard, so I don't want to eat through too many hours on that one. Yeah, yeah you don't don't want to waste any of that stuff. What uh, so how long will you be there? Uh, to the end of January, sometime. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, so not too a little over a month or so. Yeah, so it's not the end of the world, but I got to get back to New Orleans and get my stuff ready because I'm, I'm retiring in April. What? Yeah, dude, that's great. What are you going to do after you retire? Like, you just going to like run around, work on cars, and podcasts and live stream? Basically, I mean, I have uh, so I have rental properties that I've uh, acquired over the years, and then with my retirement and disability and everything, I won't have to go get a real job. Um, Matt, we made bad life decisions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's one of those it's one of those deals where it's like i won't i mean don't get me wrong i'm not gonna be you know uh you know taking over the world or anything but i won't be you know i'm stable and the whole plan is to get this doing a thing where i can just tax write-offs that's what i'm that's the whole reason yeah. i'm in for is because i was doing all this stuff i mean i built my z in 2010 and i yeah. wish i would have started what, what i'm doing now with that series in 2010 i mean there wasn't anybody yeah. really doing swaps right Yep. And now it's like they're all like, oh, you have an LS swap Z. That's a really original. I was like, well, 10 years ago it was. But it was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like I went. I went so all my videos are shot uh in the past. Like if you every Wednesday a video comes out, and because uh, trips like these pop up and mm-hmm. I like to have a steady video count. So I actually was recording for almost a year before I even started the YouTube channel, just to backlog footage. So, so what you're I saying can't... is you're smart. 
We yeah. get it. Um, yeah. it's, it's just one. It's a necessity thing with with the job. You, you know what I mean? It's it's just one of those deals. And then uh, when I was in New Orleans, when this last hurricane went through, didn't have internet, but I had the generator, and so I sat and just edited videos. So I have videos done, <laughs> uploaded, and waiting to pop until yep. April. Oh man, that's crazy. There's yeah. no way I could be that far forward. I'd be like, no, nope, I can't. I'm just going to drop it daily until then. It, well, so that was the trick. Uh, it's one of those where you, you, once you get them done, you just want to flood the market with them because you're, yeah. you know, it's ready. You want them to be out there. But then you, I got to think about like right now, I haven't made any real footage in over a year. With moving to Louisiana, wow. I never, I never found a shop space to to work. So I've got the Subaru in my entire garage that you see in my videos stuffed in a 40 mm-hmm. foot race trailer sitting at my buddy's farm in Mississippi. And Dang. it's just sitting. And there's, yep. I haven't been able to get anywhere to really, you know, unpack and set up. It's worth it to, to do because I, I can't afford to pay two grand for a shop space. Right. So when you do retire, um, where are you moving and why is it Northwest Arkansas? So uh southern oregon is, is oh, where what the hell man <laughs> that's where I'm, I'm 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 from southern oregon uh my wife and child are already there they've been yep. there since they love northwest arkansas yeah uh, yeah uh, <laughs> well so that's part of the plan about being able to to roll out and and do like i so said i've got the the tow pig i've got the big race trailer and i want to have it set up to have the fab capabilities out of it. I want to be able to roll and go do things with you guys, you know, roll, like get the call. Hey, we're, we're, we're pushing to make race week in Mm -hmm. two weeks. Can you come through and throw my race pig in so we can finish (laughs) what I've got to do with it and then roll up to like your place and be like, and here's the majority of a fab shop because I've fabric cobbled together quite the bit of, you know, stuff to like, I spend, I'm one of those guys that looks at a car and they're like, Two grand. I'm like, oof, that's too much, bud. I can't can't afford that. But I look yeah. at a Miller Welder for twenty five hundred dollars, brand new, and I'm like, I I need yeah, that. Take, I need take that. my money. Yeah, um, here, take I, my I, money. I think fabricable is my new favorite word. I stole it from somewhere, and I don't know exactly Dude, where I. Stole we need it. shirts that say fabricable. <laughs> I want to say it was one of the I British uh, guys I watch uh, in one of the YouTubes. It might have been Alex Steele or somebody like that. But nice. I, I heard that and I was like, that is what I do. That's my, yeah. you know. So the whole point behind wasted talent fabrications was uh, I work on airplanes for a living. I don't fabricate really. I fix, yep. I'm, I'm a parts changer primarily for wow. type of things like that. We do metal work here and there when something has to go really bad where we have to do metal work. For the most part, it's you know changing hydraulic components and stuff like that um i'm pretty decent at fabricating but i just don't do it so yeah we we wanted the initials to be wtf just because it was funny oh yeah and now that i've gotten into doing these live streams and everyone abbreviates everything when we're in these everyone abbreviates it and they're like holy shit did you do that on purpose like yes i totally yes. did it this, yes i was at, i was us, ahead of that yeah yeah it took us days to come up with initials to be what you know wtf like me and my buddy sat at work as we were doing whatever just throwing <laughs> things back and forth to each other yeah. like what about this I'm like that doesn't really work and when we figured it out i was like that's perfect dude that's awesome and the good thing is like that's something that uh, you know you can the, the struggle with narcoleptic customs is like like it's it's us it's michael and steven narcs you know so it's hard to you know but like with you know WTF, you can take that and grow it. And like Big Blocks Garage, you can do you can do anything with that, you know. 
Oh, Other well, folks but, can sign up and things like that. Yeah. I mean, but yours is very you. You know what I mean? It doesn't, you don't have any, because that is some of the stuff everyone's like, why? Like, I have a lot of people like, you know, why Why waste the talent? It sounds so demeaning. I'm like, well, yeah. there's, a, there's a good story behind it. But sometimes <laughs> I got to, you know, explain it. They're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Right. Trying to make sure I'm not missing any comments or anything. There were some folks that were a little upset that uh, Lyle was going to be late. Now I was, I'm sad, uh, but uh, I'm excited that he's running home yeah. to to jump on with us. And uh, it's going to be, I got to tell y'all, he, he's one of my favorite dudes. If I can jump in, because now that I've changed the the name to not Lyle, I wonder if it'll let me change it back to uh -huh. eventually Lyle. So I saw Danny said here uh, they sell tacos in Sicily. Uh, I've not seen tacos, paninis, and we had shawarmas last night. Actually, they were pretty good. I don't know who That's... Rich GT350R is, but what's up, man? He said, "Hey, what's up, Big Puck?" Yeah, Rich nice. is good dude. Yep, good dude. Yeah the uh, the group of people that are uh, that follow you, I said, are are it's big. You know, I, I oh, yeah. jump on some of the watching some of the live streams and things like that, man. It's it's a good size that uh, that you guys have as a following. Well, and I'd stumbled into that community would have been end of August. I just Cletus uh, had a Facebook page and mm -hmm. I was at one of the, I was at the point where it was so I hit two years on YouTube. What was it? Uh, Thanksgiving Day, November 25th. Mm -hmm. And in August, I had a total of 312 subscribers, uh, almost two years at that point. And I was like, I'm talking over 200 videos out and 300 subscribers. And I'm like, I'm doing it wrong. You know, so, oh, bro, whatever. You I'm got doing, no idea, man. You got just, no idea. Well, I know. I know you relate to this a ton. Uh, I've, I've seen and I've seen you talk about it. And um, so at that point, I was like, Okay, I got to do something different. This is isn't working. So I got on the Facebook. And I was like, I'll join some of these groups and see, you know. So I typed in automotive YouTubers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's a million sites out there for you know sub for sub and all oh yeah, small YouTuber grow blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to be with other people that are doing the similar things and like what I'm doing. Long story short, I ended up into this little community of doing lives and somebody was open, you know, put it up for everyone to join in one day. And I was like, why not? And just hit it off with everybody, you know, just bullshit and shooting crap. And I'm kind of quick with a, with a joke and the light of a smoke. So, uh, yeah, he just, uh, went with yeah, it, I, I, I think your wit is what, uh, is what gets us going. Oh, Casey's back. Here we go. Dude, what did you do? Uh Oh, he's got a delay. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you can you hear us? Are you I up? can hear you. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so, somewhere in Middle Tennessee, the internet just went away, and now it's back. Dude, that's what happened to me the other night. So, <laughs> but at least we had some big storm. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't look like it's storming there where you're at. No, it's nice out, but yeah, just yeah, totally gone. Hi everyone, I'm back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hey, welcome back, man. Yeah, every now and then it, it gets really weird over here. Like it slows down, and everyone gets all like they're in a fax machine. I'm like, uh. Okay. <laughs> uh, stuff with Cletus here while I go says that he's got to go back and watch some of the LS swap videos again. Uh, learn something before they put the LS in the Volvo. I, I'm excited about it. That's a 960 Volvo swap they're doing. Uh, that's probably the wagon I would build if I was going to LS swap a Volvo. 
you know, a lot of folks do the 240 um, yep. Volvo swap. I, I'm telling you, the 960 is the way to go because it's it's a family dad rig, and you can just it's comfortable. And this one's an executive. It's the it's like the high end. Yeah, yeah. All of the Volvo dudes. Says. Yeah, yeah. I love that thing. So did you? So do you know how we came to to the Volvo? How we ended up going that route? No, tell me. I'm in. So dudes with wrenches there. Uh, we were doing a live one night, and he had gone out to the farm. He's, he's got you know a farm where they grow um, old cars. They just grow up out of dirt <gasps> everywhere in there. It's kind of a yes. And he goes around and he's taking pictures of the different, trying to figure out what his next big build is going to be. Essentially, yeah. is what we're looking at. And so we had a whole episode of us just basically talking shit about his cars and ooing and ooing and eyeing over the cars. I'm like, what about that one in the background and blah blah blah. Yeah. One of them is this Volvo. And I'm like, listen, I, I dig this. And he's showing off like really nice, like three door uh, Suburbans and like really nice car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool stuff. And then cool stuff. And I'm like, meh, meh, that's okay. And then this shit box rolls around. I'm like, that's my style. And yes. everyone, everyone craps all over me. They're just like, why, why this one out of all this? And I was like, because this is the one I'm not worried about ruining, you know, no matter what yeah. we do to this car. It, it, we chop this thing up and ruin it, and no one's going to care. I mean, you mess up that suburban, and it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna hurt some people's feelings. You tear the you tear the suburban up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my idea at the time, because you know the the crew is not such a big uh, LS swap crew. I mean, dudes really isn't. Cletus is all about it, but yeah. everyone else is. They're kind of purists, I guess, would be the way to go with that. Um, Dang Mopar people. So I threw right. out. <laughs> Well, Sorry, I, threw, I had I to jab it, Matt. I had to jab it, Matt. I was like, let's put a uh, let's put a twelve valve in it because that would be cool. Just put a twelve valve with a stack coming out, blowing black smoke, and name it Greta. Mm -hmm. You know, it just piss off the you know all of that with that. And then yeah. we didn't talk about it for like weeks. We went on. I think the I think the suburban was what won that night, and we didn't talk about it for a couple weeks. And then just bullshitting the group, I was like, we should because I retire in April. I got to make a cross country trip essentially. So I was like, we should just get together and LS swap that thing and like knock it out in a week, turn it yep. into like a collab type deal and take it to things later on. And uh, <laughs> everyone, I was one of those throw away ideas as we're in one of these just bullshit and I'm talking and I just come yep. to my head. It happens a lot. We come up with a lot of great ideas and we just throw it at the wall and they're like, oh my God, that's great. I'm like, I don't know. It's just an idea. And since then, now it's a total thing. So there's like seven different uh, channels getting in on it. Yeah. Going to, going to Ohio. Dudes is uh, donating the car. Uh, Cletus has a uh, LQ9 and mm -hmm. a 4LADE. We're going to stuff in it. We're going to stay NA for now. But I plan on scumbagging him to some sort of turbo or yeah, something. Dude, point. Do, do a rear mount, cut the floor out of the back, bring the floor way up, do a rear mount in the back. <laughs> Just well, so so the, some of the problem with that is, is Volvo's, they did this cool thing where the drive shaft goes through the gas tank and it's a two piece drive shaft. Oh my God, so, come on. Yeah. Bro. Love this. Yeah. Who does that? So the, Listen, all that area I, in the rear is now going to be a fuel cell because I am not leaving that. That's just, does, does anybody that. know a manufacturer, like an automotive manufacturer engineer? I don't care who they work for. I want to meet the person and I'm going to punch him in the wiener. Just right in the wiener. Like hard. Maybe ooh, uppercut. <laughs> like somebody's cousin. Oh, They're man. like, hey, man, I want you to meet this guy. Why? I do. I you, ever, 
just you ever met Mike Narks? Yeah, like, just walk like, up. Hey, will you hit record on that thing real quick? Yeah, perfect. Boom! Like Thanksgiving's ruined forever. But like, hey, remember that one time you just got me jumped? Yeah. <laughs> and just one time. And then, I mean, you know, I would think it would probably roll. We'll roll around on the ground a little bit, you know, tussle. But, like, dang, dude. Yeah, uh, comes up engineers. Engineers, man. Just well, see and, Mike, like, haymakering to the groin. <laughs> yeah, I just want one. Just one. <laughs> Uh, if anybody knows the GM yeah, the the dude that uh, designed this trailblazer I'm working on, I, I really want to meet him. I, bad, <laughs> real bad. Yeah. So you think you think automotive engineers are bad? You should see some of the stuff airplane engineers do. They oh, I just I, I can't um, imagine things like I work on a big I work on a C130 and there is it's so much room for activities in there, but they find the smallest little holes to stuff things. And I'm just like, why? You know, I'm trying to get these things into this. There was an opening thing. like this over here, but you decide to yep. just put it right here. Yeah. Yep. No, it makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah, I think they do that for fun. Now, Casey works on cool old cars, but he's got the new fancy car. So I can't wait to start seeing the oil changes and uh brake job. I can't wait till you have to do a brake job on that thing. And and like I, actually that's my next video that's gonna come out. Oh. Uh I did a rear brake job uh, on it because when I bought it, it was the brakes were just gone. And uh, believe it or not, it went pretty easy. Like I had wow. camera recording because I thought this is going to be just a disaster. Now, I needed a 17 millimeter to get the lug nuts off. I needed a 11 millimeter and a like 14. Like it was all like weird stuff. Like I've never used. I had 17, I don't even know why they have 17 millimeter sockets. And that's what it took to take the wheels off. I'm like, what that's in crazy. the world? And 11 hey, millimeter. I mean, it was just weird. 